By pressing play, you've been transported to a dimension where there would be no apologies given for the abstract and asinine comments made here by the host and their guests. With that being said, thank you for listening and enjoy your experience. We are 1984. We are counselors. Are you ready? For episode 38 of the most ridiculously random pop culture podcast in the 719. Yo, Yo where, where the, the captions, captions at? at? Yo, oh, 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 oh. Yo! Yo, oh, oh, yo, 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 where are the captions at? at? Where they at? Yo, where they at? Yo, where they at? Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode. As always, I'm yours truly, Kills for Show, a.k.a. Redwood's Rowdiest Rebel. Joining me always is my bro host. You know who it is. Uh, The best camp counselor in the streets, Roscoe Tinkoya. And a guy that definitely enjoyed his camp experience the one d only mm. daniel R- 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 i'm like a car that won't break down hey guys oh, what does that even mean is that one of them indigenous sayings no because he's uh trying to make a slasher joke because you know every time they try to run away the cars broke down is that what you're doing? I'll, yeah. I'll take it. That works. I don't know, you but I guess I was smart. Ran the turnpike. <laughs> <laughs> and today we don't have a guest, but guess what? You guys always are our favorite guests. Yes, the audience. Thank you, all the captioners out there. So if you already know what's going on, you get know ready. If you don't, on. now we about to talk about yo, what's popping? What be popping? And we about to find out. What's been going on in the world of pop culture, starting off always with wrestling news. So the last time that we spoke, a couple things happened. A lot of crazy things happened. the biggest stinger of them all. Not really, because technically that Wednesday, a whole lot of crazy shit happened. Like I said, to me, the biggest stinger of them all is the introduction of the boy Sting in AEW. Sting being one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. It goes between him and Shawn Michaels. They're both 1A and 1B to me. And yeah, anytime I see Sting, it's always a pleasant surprise, even though sometimes it's not a surprise at all. It just reminds me of my youth and how much wrestling and WCW was a big part of that. What else was popping off in Uh, the wrestling streaks? That's all that. That that was big news on AEW, but Kelsey ain't really talking about the real big news. We have now a interpromotional contract between Impact Wait, you don't say and... that's not big news? They're not going to the bigger news than that? I'm going to go to the other <laughs> news after that. But this this is actually changing the game up because... Everybody... A game changer. No, this is actually... No, no I said it's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, fucking um, TNA and uh, AEW have uh, worked on a partnership. They will be having two uh, promo segments on Impact and on AEW this weekend. To start off their partnership, we don't know how it's going to be, nor how it is. It's still a work in progress, as well as we found out that this was also in the works for, like, over the past, like, before AEW was was officially made, like, two years ago when they first, like, started talking to Tony Khan. But um, in even more crazier big news, we had to wake up that Wednesday to the announcement of, a lot of people don't know, but... The best gay, openly gay icon wrestler in history, Pat Patterson, had passed away. One of my favorites growing up as a kid, in the, uh, like when I first got into wrestling. 
just seeing how good of a wrestler he was, not even knowing that we was openly gay. Like, literally, we... Literally, I just only found out about this, like, maybe in my mid-20s when we found out that he was gay all his wrestling career. And the fact that you got to realize the 70s and 80s was crazy. Like, they did not like gay people like that. And just to know that he was such a good wrestler to break that barrier of people not wanting to wrestle with him. But, yeah, he passed away from a heart attack in... Uh, at the age of 79 past Wednesday. And uh, other good things that happened over the weekend, we had uh, NXT War Games. For those that don't know, back in WCW era, War Games was a steel cage match, but not just a specific steel cage match. Back then it was three rings connected together, one big-ass steel cage, three teams of four all wrestling amongst each other. Until one team gets the three count. It's been changed and modified to a team, two teams of uh, four. But uh, we have the women's and the men's match. Between the women's, the heel team of uh, Candice LeRae, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, and uh, Tony Storm defeated the team of Io Shirai and the rest of them. I keep on forgot their names. It's really more known to know that Io Shirai, the NXT champion, took the pin. So she now might have a new competitor to fight for the belt. As well as the Undisputed Era defeated Pat McAfee and his boys in their match. And uh, Johnny Gargano has broken his own record. Mm, what record uh, is that? Uh, he is now the three times NXT champion. The first and only, which was already him being the first and only two-time NXT North American champion. So, yes, he's breaking his own records out here in uh, NXT. But, uh, yes, that was all the wrestling info for over the weekend. Word. And, once again, RIP to Pat Patterson. But where there's death, there is also life. And speaking of life, Baby Roe is in the world now. Baby Roe is the son of... Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins give a congratulations to those guys for bringing new life into the world. Shout out to them. Can't wait to see the man back in the ring. And moving if she on, comes back to the ring. True, too. So whenever she does, that's going to be a welcome return. And segueing from wrestling into some more action-packed news. Attack on Titan, the final season, debuted last week. And the episodes come out on Sunday. So if you're an Attack on Titan fan, you didn't know it. Now you know now. Start watching it. Watch the first episode. It was cool. Wasn't what I thought it was, but Attack on Titan never is. That's one of the beauties of the anime. Speaking of anime as well, Sailor Moon will get two movies tying up the Sailor Moon Crystal Universe. Oh, Instead of getting yeah. a final season, they decided to make it into two movies. People are speculating that the movies might get broken down into smaller episodes, kind of like what they did with um, Digimon Trice. Try. Yeah, try, so that's going to be interesting to see that. Is it going to be a Hulu exclusive or... That I do not know. Right now it's all Japanese marketing, so the theatrical release, well, then again, it might not be theatrically released, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out Word. when those shit release. Hopefully, if they do just keep them two movies, I can see them coming straight to um, Hulu, since that's where, that's uh, where Chris will debut out. Stateside. Yeah, yeah at... Um, Real quick in comic book news, Aliens. Mm. The official comic book series was announced. It's coming out in 2021. Written by the writer of Captain Amer- or 
Should I say Empire Captain America? Daniel, did that book even come out? Because <laughs> I don't think it even came out. But his writer's credit is Empire Captain America, nothing else. So how can we judge your writing title if the book that you were supposed to write for a tie-in didn't even get released because of COVID? <laughs> they push so much of that stuff back, but people still got credit for everything. That they exactly. Push. Like, I was looking forward to that uh, Empire Thor book. Never got that shit. as being drawn by the current artist that's drawing the Doom series. Um, what is his name? It's, it's, it's Lacotra? L-A-C-O-R-R-A, I believe. LaCour? LaCour. LaCour. I'm a fan of his art, so it's going to be interesting to see that comic when it comes out. Also, other news, I think the biggest news, per se, in Hollywood right now is the fact that all Warner Brothers movies will be released simultaneously in theaters and HBO Max in 2021. So we get Matrix 4, Mortal Kombat, Doom, Doom, um, uh, Tom and Jerry, Tom and Jerry, Suicide Squad, and... Uh, they also was promoting... Oh, Kong uh, versus Godzilla. I need that one. Yes, and there's one more. So there's, the well, they were showing young, uh, Justice League, but I don't, yeah, but that's yeah, but that was, yeah, that was, already that was just already coming there's regardless. There was one more, but I can't oh, think of. But anyway, all those shits dropping next year, regardless of theaters being open or not, and HBO's not going to extra charge you for it. If you got Max, you got it. If you just want to get it free for the free trial, you're going to have it when you get the free trial. So, but just to give y'all the heads up, well. it is a. 30 day uh free streaming no download at uh, no download offline ability yet but after the 72 days from the theaters which they're counting the 30 days that we're getting it free streaming and the uh, time that it's on VOD right when the streaming rights come back it'll come right back for offline use just like how currently uh, Mulan's now able to be watched on Disney Plus if you didn't pay for that premiere. But yeah, starting literally this Christmas with Wonder Woman in all of 2021, any movie that drops on theaters from Warner Brothers is going straight to the max for 30 days. Speaking of movies, there's a new Morbius trailer out. Haven't watched that yet, but definitely going to do that as soon as I do that. Uh, it's going to be something to see. For reals. Even in the shroud of darkness. Can't wait to see that. But that brings up the question too. Will Sony, Universal, and even Disney follow suit with Warner Brothers? Because they haven't said anything at this moment about doing the same thing. But then my question would be, where would the Universal and Sony movies directly go to? Would it just be VOD? Or would they partner up with somebody else? Who knows? Hopefully we will soon. That is true. Um... Blood of Zeus is getting a Confirm second season, for that season on Netflix. Too, baby. Um, another season. I, I was a fan of that. If you're a fan of anime and Greek mythology, just definitely check it out if you have not yet. Uh, speaking of other Netflix news, because he plays a character on Umbrella Academy, but Ellen Page is now Elliot Page. She has went through her transition. He. Uh, her pronoun, His pronouns are he and they, and he will continue to play Vanya on... Um, on Umbrella Academy. Big shouts out to him for doing that. You know, I want everybody to be happy in the body that they live in. So no matter what you want me to call you, I'm respect that and respect you as an individual. It's that whole thing how we can learn all the different Pokemon names, but can't People weird. They know Klingon. People speak <laughs> Elfish, but what do you mean? You just call them. It's like if I change my name, call me by my new name. It's not that serious, people. <laughs> um, 
Oscar Isaacs will play Moon Knight in a Disney Plus series. He's getting all the checks because he's also playing, guess what, guys? Who? Solid Snake in a Metal Gear Solid movie as well. Oh, he, he got has his, his franchises franchise lined up. He got all his ducks in a row. After you know, he did play. He did play Apocalypse. He did the best that he could with what he was given. True. Not mad at it because Apocalypse is stupid OP in the comic books, and every iteration of him is different. I'm gonna leave that at that because I could talk about that shit for an hour itself. And also, which isn't a bit surprise to most comic book fans, but Haley Steffel is Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series. She was rumored to be playing her for maybe the last Maybe since two the beginning years. of this Hawkeye Oh, exactly. Disney wouldn't be like, nah, nah, nah. Even when they released um, concept art, it's clear it was clear that like, the yeah. concept model was designed after um, Haley, and now it's official. So, yeah, that is happening. They knew what they was doing. They just wanted to prolong it like niggas wasn't going to pay attention to shit. For reals. And with that being said, we'll move on to some music news. Um, two albums mm-hmm. that I listened to over the weekend was Laurel's Petro Bloom. It has an 80s vibe to it. I really dig it. Um, she's a legit little artist. And also Nightmare Vacation, fitting by Rico Nasty. Rico Nasty is definitely uh, one of my favorite newer female rappers. Like her, Flo Millie. Uh, I put Meg the Stallion up there, of course. And there's one other sweetie. I got a shout out, sweetie and city girls. But yes, yeah, there's some of my favorite um, new female rappers. Each one has their own unique sound, their own perspective, then their own bounce and groove. So if you're a fan of Rico Nasty, if you haven't listened to the album, definitely make sure you do that. And that leads us to YWDCA12 and also oh. slash. YWDCA 2020 because right now we are cultivating our playlist of our favorite songs of 2020 and specifically speaking for the music so far that's released this month um, BBK um, BB King Freestyle by Lil Wayne and Drake came out it's a bop it's chill Um, Real Shit by Juice World is out I'm a Juice World fan so if you're a fan of Juice World definitely check that out um yeah, it's and it just sucks. Like always listening to these young rappers that have passed and just hearing the music and how they not forecasted this demise, but just hearing them talk about things that led to them death is just it's always sad. But at the same time, it's a double edged sword. You can't have life without the death. Um, yeah. Britney Spears has a new single out called "Swimming in the Stars," which is cool. I like it. It's melodic. It's darkish. It's poppy. It's what she does. Um, All Time Low is back with a new single featuring Demi Lovato called oh. Monsters. Um, who else dropped one? Oh, Bored at My Grandma's House. <laughs> That's the name of the band. That's the only reason why I listened to the song because that name was like, I gotta hear what they were bored about. It's called Skin, and these girls just talk, just talking about boys getting underneath their skin and vice versa. Evanescence has a new single called Yeah Right. Yeah, right. Evanescence is still relevant. They're still making music. They've dropped the album, I think, every other year for the last Were like, these four the two years. songs we played last night? Yes. Oh, them bitches was bop. Yes. Uh, another one of my new, um, newer favorite indie groups is Seagirls, which is ironic because they're all men. It's called This Is The End. And you the played world... that one too last night, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I played that one too. All right. And... Um, Do It All Over by The Cheat Codes. And the la- that's cool too. And the last song is... The world ain't big enough by the Agnes. And yeah, 
New music always is here for you guys if you want to find it. Don't be one. Don't be like one of those people that complain about there's no new real artists. I can't find anything. Everything sucks. No, no it doesn't suck because you're not giving them, giving yourself the opportunity listen. to hear new music. And we're always here for you if you need that fix. We'll fix you up. Bop the builder of that shit. Yes, we can. Or Cece Puente or whatever he said. I don't know. I don't watch the show like that. <laughs> and with that being said, yo, what's popping? What's popping? Is it in? And where there's one end, there was always be a new beginning. And we're about to start this beginning with, yo, we geeking out. Geek, 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 geek geeking out. And today we're going to be geeking out about America Horror Story 84 or 88 or AHS if you're hip or if you're radical, dude. <laughs> you're stupid. <laughs> and going right into this, um, America Horror Story, if you're not familiar with the franchise, is um, created by Ryan Murphy, who also created Glee, one of my favorite TV series of all time. Mm. I popped my uh, America Horror Story cherry with this series, and it makes sense because it was a lot of red. <laughs> in this um season of the show, um Ross has watched more um series than I have. So Ross, no, just only you... one more. So what got you into America Horror Story before you started watching A H S eighty four? Uh, to be truly honest, just people, you need to watch American Horror Story. It's so good. Blah 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 blah. You gotta watch Murder House. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, why do I need to watch a show where shit ain't connected? Only to be like. So this covenant dropping and uh this covenant seems like it's supposed to be connecting with this the witches uh season of uh covenants of uh American Horror Story. So I'm like, all right, let me give this a try. Started watching it, I'm like, oh, this is connecting to all the other ones. Yeah, that's one thing too, not knowing a lot about American Horror Story. Like majority of the actors and actresses, or I guess I just could call them all actors because they all act. They rep- they play different characters throughout the season. So if you're not familiar with that, you'll just go in thinking they're playing the same character. Then like, wait, they're not. Daniel, what got you into American Horror Story? Mm-hmm. Um, when it first came out, um, the Murder House was just it was so weird because you're like, I don't know who's dead, I don't know who's you know supposed to be there or who's not. Wait, were they all murdered in the house? Yeah. All the, all the ghosts died in the house. Yeah. Oh. If you died in the house, you, instead of just being dead, that you actually become a spirit and stuck in but the Kind of like the camp. But the dad is, a, uh, the, the dad is a, a therapist, so you don't know if these are just clients that are coming to you know, visit or if they're ghosts that have died in the house. No, yeah. he is not. This motherfucker is sitting... This motherfucker is counseling... The dead people in the house knowing that they're dead. He doesn't know. Oh, so he don't know that they're dead. None of them know that they were dead or not. They just know that these random people are showing up at the house and he Mm -hmm. he just thinks they're clients. So, so, you know, they'll kind of show you at the beginning who's dead and then, like, because it shows how they died. Mm -hmm. But then when they show up, you're like, oh, they don't know. Oh, they don't know. Word. And then the way he sees the maid versus how everyone else sees the maid. Because she's a ghost. Yo, that's yeah. crazy, because... He sees her as this hot young thing, and everyone else sees her as this old, old lady. lady. Oh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And that's crazy, too, because uh, 84 definitely did his job in making me want to watch all the other ones. So throughout the next year, 
don't be surprised when you get a <laughs> random ass um, America Horror Story episode. Because, like I said, that's one of the beauties of having your own show. Whenever you feel like talking about something, you get the opportunity to talk about it. And I'm definitely looking forward to doing that, just to see these actors play different characters in different um, situations. So, speaking specifically about AHS84, the overall story and theme is based on a summer camp in the 80s and the genre, because each season of American Horror Story focuses on a different aspect of horror slash genre, and this one's the 80s horror theme. The slasher movies, yes. for for those that don't know. And speak about what particular slashers that they did touch upon, because I, like I said, I didn't watch a lot. This is my first um, season watching. Do they always incorporate some real world elements into it? The only real world element they incorporate storylines, kind of like how Law and Order does that shit. No, like the only real. This is like what only like their second. Time they entered, like talked about somebody real historical. I did. Because the night, this is the second time the Night Stalker that I know of has been on on America Horror Story. They take a lot of influence from they, uh, stuff that has happened, but they change a little bit. Of yeah, because like because I know one started off with them talking about the presidential elections, things like that, and it felt like it was like, oh, they're not saying because any show can have a generic president or say the president. They were like, no, this is yeah, they yeah, like, they cult yeah the. Uh, American Horror Story cult, they really was going for the whole Democratic Republican uh, debacle and all that. And Word. Like, yeah, they were really targeting mm-hmm. targeting our politics, that one. But, like, as I know of only this one and uh, the hotel, I, don't, I forgot what the title of the hotel, they actually she used... <laughs> they only check in. Those uh, those were the only two. They actually used a real person, which was the Night Stalker. Word. But past that, to my knowledge, nobody else was really real. Like they'll use concepts of somebody that's real, yeah. but not that person him themselves. Word. Because if you're not familiar with the Night Stalker, he was a serial killer in California. I want to say L.A. in '84 to '85, and he really was out there killing motherfuckers, and they incorporate that into the show itself, and even the way he was captured in the series was very accurate and depicted to the way yeah. he was captured in real life, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the only, like, things that I guess, like, the kind of people kept found out is, like, they kind of, like, changed up certain dates of when he got captured in, yeah. like, certain killings, and, like, I want to say also his background it was all was mostly the same, too. So, like, they kept a lot of his lore the same, but they changed it a little bit for American Horror Story universe sake. Yeah, because that's just crazy, because, like, <laughs> once you realize, like, yo, that's the real dude, it puts another layer. Just like in Lovecraft Country, when you find out, like, the Emmett Till Easter eggs and how a lot of those events were real events, and they just put these characters in real-world <laughs> situations, a la also Umbrella Academy. As well, they do the same thing. I think that makes a show even more intriguing Where when they do show us. Um, but the thing I can honestly say that I appreciate about Lovecraft is not only was Emmett Tilda in uh, Easter Egg, each episode had an Easter Egg of a historical black per- character. Exactly. And speaking of black characters, let's talk about the characters in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting off with a black one. <laughs> the only black um, one. character of Ray... He was also played in Dear White People on Netflix. If you have not watched Dear White People, I recommend you do that. And Dear White People is not a show 
trashing you or belittling you. It's just a show about bringing you into our experiences and letting you know that all black people are not a monolith. We all have our different perspectives and stories to tell ourselves. True. But yeah, Ray is a part of a group of... Uh, they're not even teenagers, are they? No, they're, they're like young adults. Young adults. Yeah, they're like in their... Early 20s? Yeah. Yeah, that decide to go to the camp to be counselors for the summer because shit was getting wild in L.A. Uh, Because it was the Olympics. And not only was it just that, um, well, one of the characters, uh, ah, snap, what is his name? Which one, uh, you refer to Chet? The one that got kicked out of the Olympics? Yes, it got kicked out of the Olympics. (laughs) And not only with, but the person that, Pitched the idea was Xander. Xander. Yes. And um, part of the reason why those three were going because they wanted to get out of L.A. in the busyness of the Olympic Center. Then there's uh, Chanel number five. Uh, Montana? Yeah, there's Montana who tagged along. But the real reason that pushed them even more was the fact that Emma Roberts' character is Brooke. Got attacked from the Night Stalker. Yeah, so there's like mad story arcs and layers to this show too because it's not just about, oh, um, Brooke, I got attacked by a Night Stalker. I need to get out of California, blah, blah, blah. Then they go like to a Alpha? camp. <laughs> <laughs> then, they go, then they go to the camp, but everybody else in this camp has their own story too. So that, that's why I enjoy it too about more modern storytelling outside of like anime too, because each character has their own TV show that can be spun off just about their story arc. It's easy for these people to be the kids that just tag along and get chopped up and murdered, but no, they all have their own personal yeah, stories. Yeah, because Ray also just got with other people supposedly too. technically college kid that left his, uh, his college because he might have killed him, man. Yeah, right. Like, not. Because <laughs> he was supposed to be like, oh, no, I'm not they like need, all, oh, They else. have all stories. Yeah. Except for Xander. Zan- oh, no, because okay. Xander was trying to get away from his dick deal. Yes, because he had a deal when he was supposed to be out here showing his dick for money because his dad. Was that really his No, name? it wasn't his dad. It was his manager who convinced him to do gay porn. And he didn't want to do that no more. Be like, yo, you can sign these contracts. You, you doing? I'm getting this. I'm getting this peen on, on, on the film. <laughs> but yeah, all of them were all, except for Montana. Montana was just going just for the shits and giggles. Yeah, Montana, she, she was a party girl. Uh, she was going coked up and then she fell. Uh, she, she got entangled with Trevor, played by Will Schuster from Glee. I don't know his name, but he's Will Schuster to me, always. But yeah, and his thing was that his thing was long. And he got and kicked, strong. And he got kicked out of a uh, dang, who's a uh, Tabo video? Uh, uh, I want to say Jane Fonda's. Yeah, it's Jane Fonda's. Jane Fonda, he got kicked out of Jane Fonda's uh, exercise video. Because he had too much because- girth. Because his penis was taking out all the image of Jane Fonda. Exactly. People were so focused on his dick. That's so what he became funny infamous too. from that. Yeah, because Montana was like, I know exactly who you are. I watched those, work- I watched those workout tapes. Because uh, Montana... So the group of these kids went up there because they was all in a jazzercise class. Yes. And for all those kiddos out there listening to this, jazzercise was basically Zumba for the 80s. Instead of oh, saucing around the hip hop infused music, you just do a lot of gyrating and thrusting and, and workout dances to, workout dances to, to rock and roll and uh, electro music. That's and, how the electro uh, scene came to be. Beats. 
Y'all remember that Key and Pill skit with uh, the Jazzercisers? <laughs> yes. Yes. So, but um, not only did so as y'all know, all these kids had their own story. But not only did the kids have their own story, the camp had its own story. Camp kids, Red Wood. The kid, the kids didn't know. So while they're going up there, they they go grab some, you know, the usual. Got to stop off at the local uh, gas station, fill up fuel, and get something to eat. Yes, the checkpoint. Fun, then they find out not to go to Camp Redwood. They, you know, they ignore it because it's summer, it's summer camp. Get there. They're introduced to the owner of the camp. Uh, Margaret. Margaret, who is a devout Christian, I would say. And she also played in What I Like About You, a man buys sitcom from the late... I mean, the early 2000s. Her mom or her aunt or whoever. Yeah, her aunt, yeah. yeah. She, glorious. Oh, you talking about Jenny from um, 90210? 90210. Yeah, because Margaret played her Her, mom or her cousin's or big sister's friend. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. But, um, (laughs) yeah, so not on, so you come to find out 20 years ago, there was a janitor at the camp. By the name of, I forgot his real name, but they nicknamed him Mr. Jingles because his keys always jingle. But uh, he came from, he came back from Vietnam, still, you know, PTSD'd out. Like a lot of them did. But um, supposedly, he went on a rampage, killed all these kids in the, in the cabin, and took their ears as a reward. Ugh. And the reason why they called him Mr. Jingles is because his keys his jingle. Keys jingle. Whatever and he went. And yeah. Margaret happened to be the sole survivor, and uh, she decided to use that money to reopen up the school, uh, reopen up this camp, and give it a new glory. Yes. But her strict rules was no ganja on the camp floor, <laughs> no weed, no fornication, no bang bang, and the males had to shower at night while the females during the day. Ooh, this and cold. At night, the counselors. We're not allowed to be in the same cabins together. No hanky panky. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's fucking funny too, cause uh, that whole sh- it's like, cause normally we don't give a fuck about spoilers, but I don't want to spoil this show because every time I thought, oh, this is where it's going, nope, layer. This is where this shit going, layer, layer. It's like a fucking wedding cake. How many layers and. How they cross connect all these people's stories and also give it its own feel without it feeling modal. Because one thing about X Men comic books, for example, they don't even know about. There's always a lot going on, so it's hard for people to juggle all these multiple storylines. But Ryan Murphy nails it in this series, and if all the other ones are handled with this type of precision Sir, and I'm care, being I'm like, I gotta fuck with them. Covenant has so many fucking layers. Like one. Ep- one of their episodes had like three stories in one, and you just sitting there like, and I get it all. Literally, just like you said, layers on layers on layers. But by the time you get to the last two episodes, the whole thread's pulled, and you're like, cool. That's one of the problems I had with a lot of the other seasons is it takes until the very end for it all to come right. together. And by the third to last episode, that's when I usually am like, the fuck's even going on? For real, like they did the same thing like 84, but it was like... They gave us a time skip. I'm like, oh, shit, I thought it was going to be 84. Wrong, do you bring in this element with a kid? I'm like, oh, so this is that payoff. It was like some Hitman writing. Like, that's what I like, too. It was very Jonathan the Hitman. Like, like they plant the little seeds. Then when everything comes together, like, oh, shit. Bait and switch. Even, like, with the, the nurse, um, Rita, 
they made you think she was like more or less the villain, but she's like, nah, I'm trying to do the right thing, maybe the wrong way, but I have I have my method of how yeah, I want to do it. I have my uh, obligation. I have my own methods because I care about my own values. But even with her, they bring up rules of the 80s films, kind of like how Scream did, where the final girl, you know, the virgin, this, these type of tropes get brought up. But then they also touch upon that because she's black, but it's like, oh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to live. But they make fun of that. It's very tongue-in-cheek, like, just because you say something racist doesn't make it racist. You can have racial jokes without of it being stereotypical or being a negative connotation about said joke. That is way to do things in the world that get your point across while being nasty about it or hitting somebody over the head. Cause overtly hard with overtly it. Overtly yeah. hard because it's like one of those things too because I have this conversation with different people. It's like, yo... This climate win is too sensitive. You can't joke about this, that, and the third. I'm like, no, you can. You just don't have to Except take that criticism joke. to the heart. If you know where you're coming from, you can make racial jokes. You just don't have to be nasty about it. You don't have to be racial. It don't have to be a cheap laugh. Like, this is the world that we live in, and films are supposed to represent the world. And in the world, there are racist people. In the world, there are people that are going to make jokes that aren't funny. That doesn't mean you don't have to... Doesn't mean you keep them out of media because they exist. Trying to treat true. the world like it's something that's not is never going to change the world. It's going to make people feel some type of way. So if it's the 80s, have the, you're going to have some homophobic shit. You're going to have some racist shit. That's part of the decade. I can what honestly we say this. humans realize we're better than that now. Doesn't mean we can't laugh at it. It's a joke. <laughs> One of my things is just like, if we did what Europe did about how they Nazis, and educated us on why Nazis was bad, racism will probably not be the same we treated as Nazis. Really? But we're not educating ourselves on how bad racism is and how hurtful it can be. And just because you turn a blind eye to a situation doesn't make it disappear. Like, I understand the whole thing, like, with the cigarettes and being in movies. I get it. People gonna smoke because they can buy them. And the the fact real that world shapes people's and kids' minds greater than any movie can. And the thing is, even if we, even though we remove cigarettes from out the movies, y'all added cigarettes in the TV ads, and y'all play these ads during kid shows. Uh, for real, that just reminds you're me. You're just now inflating, you're now just putting these cigarettes in the face of kids. Where things. Yeah. You're really just doing nothing more, but now transferring one image to a whole other place where that image is more accessible to look at. Which is funny, too, because... That's all right. I think different things is popping in my head right now, because with Marvel, well, it wasn't with Marvel per se, but before it with Disney, they stopped Wolverine from smoking in comic books, and he could Hugh Jackman could smoke a cigar in the movies. But yeah, we're gonna watch a movie when he's stabbing motherfuckers. So it's I not good I to can't smoke. My children watching this dude smoke. I can watch my ch- my children could watch this man decapitate motherfuckers for two and a half hours and can revenge for all the dead ass. That's cool. Oh, but that's cool. Well, they, they allowed him to smoke a cigar, but it had to be under a certain like time. Exactly. So that shit. And, and now think about it. So will we uses be okay? Say for example, mm. in Marvel books, this now is decriminalized on a federal level. <laughs> can Wolverine Gamet roll up a fat one and smoke on Krakoa? Like, because that's okay. Question. Because Wolverine can still is drink the, beer all he want to. But when it comes to Is it going to be a black one? Is it Which black character is going to be the first black character to be out Bishop? here smoking? 
Maybe oh, they probably will put big. They back. probably will put big. Storm might be growing some medical shit in her little garden and shit, cause she all about the earth. <laughs> Mother Earth, give me this. And then what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen when? Because you know, right after you know, right after this weed is gonna be these shrooms getting decriminalized. But it's already is in Colorado and in DC. And in Oregon, and in everything Oregon. leaving yeah. Oregon. That is Oregon true. is GTA. Oregon said, fuck it. Oregon said, why? Do every drug you want because we don't make money off your courts. Because when you die in OD, we're going to harvest them organs. And you know, some type of and you know a lot of those people in Oregon uh, signed, said, Wait, yeah, let my body be a test in science. Do 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 conspiracy corner. Do 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 conspiracy corner. Yo, see what they're doing right now with the vaccine. They're taking all the dead people. They doing like Pokemon candy. They get the Pokemon transfer. They grind up the body. Then they put the vaccine in it. How you think the vaccine works so quickly? Cause it's already working with human enzymes. And that's been do 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 conspiracy corner. But back to 1984, guys. What a year! What a year! <laughs> You're the fucking worst. Hey, I learned from the best of the worst. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta put a podcast in a podcast. <gasps> Just like in the dreamatorium. Yeah. Those <gasps> worlds within worlds, but then sometimes those worlds have telling us different worlds. Can... <laughs> well, guys, we're about to wrap up. Yo, we kicking out, and we're gonna move into yo, check it out. Check so, it Ross, out. what would you recommend for any fan of American Horror Story 1984 to watch? Um, I'm gonna have to just still go with my old classic. We already did a episode on it as a potty but it's good old magicians uh, it's just oh, oh okay it just in in the fact of storytelling and intertwining a, a whole story in between seasons magicians got it word so i'm gonna give two one is a brand new one and if you like classic horror tropes but some comedy very lightheartedness i'm gonna recommend Vampire versus the Bronx on Netflix. Yes. It was fun. It was campy in all the right ways. And also for me, being black, we don't get a lot of black horror stories, let alone black horror Except comedies. for on Thriller. I know Thriller has... I mean, uh, is it Thriller? What is that Chiller? horror movie? Chiller. Yeah, Chiller, I know Chiller's word. now been literally... Yeah. They got a whole section called Black Horror. And yeah, they got the, and it was the only place that dropped that black horror, uh, black. Black horror documentary series, which horror, I want to watch. Yeah, outside of like only other black like horror comedy, I just think off of the top is the semi the seminal classic Vampire Vampires in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. It's Shutter. Shutter. Yes. Then what's Chiller? Is Chiller like a website or some shit? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Word, but but my real recommendation, we've t- mentioned this show before, probably on another segment. Yo, check it out. But Ryan Murphy horror, you gotta watch Scream. Queens. Queens. We're gonna do an episode about it. Shit, that gives me all the reason to rewatch all them hoes. Bro, it's two seasons. You know I'm ready to watch my yeah. Chanel's. We might have to do that shit and put that shit up on either the Twitch or the YouTube page somewhere because we gonna all rewatch Scream mm-hmm. Queens because mm-hmm. it's funny just like Euphoria. I talk about it. People are like, oh my God, I love Euphoria. That's about Scream Queens. <laughs> Scream Queens. He says people, but we know who. Yes. <laughs> but in alliteration, that's what we be able to scream queens. I'm like, oh, I love this. I'm like, oh my God, me too. I'm like, oh, bitch, why do you speak about it? No, and bitch, bitch doesn't know it? gender. Men are bitches. Women are bitches. Dogs are bitches too. Sometimes we all bitches in this bitch called life. Because mm-hmm. like Lil Wayne said, life's a bitch. Suck a fucker. 
or some shit. I don't know. He said a lot <laughs> some of some shit. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> that's it, guys. And once again, guys, this has been another episode of Yo, Yo Where the, the Captions at? at? As always, I'm yours truly, Kels for show. And I'm yours truly, Roscoe Tinkoy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And make sure you guys go to your YouTube right the fuck now. <laughs> and motherfucking follow, like, and subscribe to the T-H-E Escaping Network. That's our official network YouTube channel. We're updating it with all our back catalog. We have some new content coming to you. Hopefully by the beginning of the year, it's going to be a lot of shit coming your way. And also subscribe to my own oh, YouTube page, man. Kills for Show. Ain't shit on there now, but hopefully when you um, listen to this episode this Friday, we might have a um, reaction video to this Morbius shit. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But there's going to be some shit coming, though. Anything that helps us be creative in this pandemic, since we can't go nowhere, we can always do something while we're doing nothing. All right, guys. Remember, be one or be nothing. Live life and be a misunknown, y'all. Yes, I'm changing the ink quote. You can do whatever you want. Just yeah. like Elliot Page. Yeah. We all are, we all are transformers. Yeah. Roll out.